0: Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. It's long stream Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Fantasy NBA Today weekend, Friday weekend edition. You guys know this time of year. It's long stream time of year. We'll get you set up for the weekend. We'll get you set for rolling into next week. When streaming is a little bit more fun, this week has been, well, frankly, annoying. It's been annoying. Unless you have Sadiq Bey, it's been a very annoying week. If you have, say, I don't know, Steph Curry, or now Donovan Mitchell, or any of the sort of, like, intermittent injuries that keeps happening, I, oh, man, I, I loathe the head-to-head playoffs. I, like, I'm going to do these shows, I will do them... Every year around this time, but I want you guys to know I'm kind of doing them begrudgingly because if I had my druthers, I'd be in 10 Roto Leagues and nothing else. But instead, I kind of split it down the middle. A couple of different head-to-head leagues, some of them that are a little more volume-based, some that are more traditional 9-cat. I want to be able to talk about this stuff, but I hate it so much. Because like one of my two head-to-head playoff teams has Steph and Donovan Mitchell on it. So bye-bye that team. No prayer. None. That same team, by the way, I think that team's going up against, yeah, that's that's the one that's going up against the team with Sadiq Bey. That's so, oh man, that is silly. That is silly. That team is missing Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler. (laughs) My top three picks. That's crazy. I just realized that live on air. That team is down my top three picks. Yeah. Okay. Well, that team's dead. And then the other one that's going, well, you know, whatever. That one, I guess, could potentially survive. It's not totally dead in the water. Hanging on by a thread, but that one also had Killian Hayes as a pickup. Bunch of goofs. Bunch of goofs, I say. Whatevs. I can't, I really do. I hate head-to-head. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're going to be diving into the long stream over the weekend because, look, here's the thing. Uh, the only hope I have in those leagues is to out-game my competition. Even then, it's probably a long shot, but at least you got to give yourself some hope. So, if you guys are caught in any similar boat, don't give up hope. Keep long streaming. Do everything you can. I really, I feel like Rick Moranis, after he f- finds out everybody on his, his ship is an a-hole... Keep firing a, you know, you guys know the sequence. I think they dubbed it to morons on TV for a while. Great movie. One of my favorites of all time. So here we go. Yesterday was a relatively big day for streaming, if only because it was kind of makeup Thursday. Today is not. It's Overload Friday. I said it right at the end of yesterday's podcast. It's not a day that you want to make a move unless you absolutely positively have to. Oh, by the way, sorry, uh, recap. Quick recap on Thursday's card. Detroit-Orlando was the only game. Killian Hayes suffered a possible concussion. Came out after five assists through the first quarter. It was actually to a pretty good start, at least on the passing standpoint. So now Corey Joseph becomes a much more interesting play for tomorrow. But at the same time, again, and I'll get to this in a minute, you kind of have your pick of the litter. Because after today... Everybody except those four teams I talked about so much has one game left. Uh, Isaiah Stewart was a little better in this one. He had 16 and 9. Marvin Bagley continued to start with no Jeremy Grant on the board. Maybe he'll be back in the next one. We don't know for sure. It's time. It's knee inflammation, so it's time to start making up stuff to rest your slightly older ball players. Cade uh, Cunningham, he's sick. He's got a cold. He'll play once he's better. It's not a real. It's not a full tank. Detroit's already bad enough. They don't really need to go. A step farther uh, on the Orlando side, Mo Bamba had a decent line, although he only played 22 minutes. Thought he might do more with no Chuma and no Wendell Carter Jr. Just sort of wasn't to be. And there weren't that many great lines actually on the on the Magic side. Franz Wagner had a pretty good one. Mo Wagner was pretty good again. He's actually been decent couple games in a row. But again, you know, you're not doing this. These guys are not oh, Franz Wagner you've had on your team, but like Mo Wagner, you're not picking up in any format unless there was a schedule thing and, and you missed that already. So, you know, fart sound effect off we go. None of this stuff is actually all that important for the weekend. Unless truly these are your best options, in which case you're in a pretty deep league. So probably somebody else better out there, especially with a uh, roto format, at least like you got injured guys coming back. There's all sorts of interesting stuff going on. So that was Thursday. It was largely an uneventful evening other than Killian Hayes going out mid ball game. Um, Jalen Suggs, Chumo Kiki, Wendell Carter Jr. At this point, you kind of have to just hold those guys through Saturday. And if they don't play Saturday, you drop them for Sunday. Because the whole point was just to see if you could maximize the off day games played from whoever you had on your team. And if they don't, well, it sucks. Because you worked so damn hard to try to load up your schedule with some off day guys, and then they just didn't even get in there. Like, what if you had Jeremy Grant this whole time? Or Cade Cunningham? You're looking at this week like, sweet, I got some good players going on the non-overload days. And then Nothing. Good Lord, I hate head-to-head. But let's talk, he said, while transitioning into long streaming. We're going to look through the weekend. We're going to look towards the beginning of next week as well as you kind of get yourself set up. I mentioned it on yesterday's podcast as part of a very meandering discussion of Friday or Thursday's stream and Friday's stream. But today, Friday... I, I feel I feel pretty confident in saying the only reason to make a move is one, if you somehow don't have an overloaded Friday, you could make a pickup today and still get two games the rest of the week. So there are a handful of you out there that, you know, might have had a crap ton of pistons and magic. And so then, you know, if you have like four of those guys in a really short bench league, you might have only nine guys playing tonight, which by the way, get a deeper bench. That's gonna create a very shallow league. Short benches like that. But whatever, maybe you have that. That would be a reason to do it. But for the vast majority of you that are overloaded today, you probably don't want to make a move. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Boo! say all of your friends. You start to sweat. And this is important. We'll go through them by name. We did it quite a bit yesterday. There are four teams that are done with the week after tonight. Brooklyn, Chicago, the Clippers, the Heat. If you have anyone other than a superstar, which, by the way, like what are you doing with Kyrie Irving in a head-to-head league anyway? If you have anyone other than basically Kevin Durant on the Brooklyn Nets, the Bulls actually have a few. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nick... Vucevic, if you have anyone besides those three guys on the Bulls, if you have anyone besides Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo on the Heat, and if you have anyone at all on the Clippers, actually, because their schedule just gets so horrible, you sort of can't roster them after tonight. Does that mean you have to make a move on Saturday? It doesn't, actually. But it does mean you need to make a move on either Saturday or Sunday. Why did I phrase it like that? Because nobody in the NBA plays on both days over the weekend. So there's actually no giant impetus to use your move even on Saturday. Even if you have one of those four teams you talked about, Chicago, whatever the hell the four, Brooklyn, Chicago, uh, Clippers, Heat, I keep repeating myself on that one. Even if you have one of those guys you're planning on dropping, you don't have to do it on Saturday just because they're done. You could even use your move on Saturday to pick up somebody for Sunday. I'm talking about not, I'm talking about day of move leagues. By the way, if you're in a head-to-head league with with, uh, moves the day before, get out of it. That's a terrible way to play head-to-head, especially this time of year with so many late scratches. You want to be able to make last-second lineup adjustments. I'm in one of those. Calling you out, man. Fix it. Like, I couldn't get CJ McCollum back into my lineup because he was in my IL and then he was ruled in at, like, one in the afternoon from COVID stuff. But I couldn't take him out of IL because I had to drop somebody and that didn't take effect until the next day. That's dumb, by the way. Roto, fine, whatever. Like, even the Yahoo Pro Leagues have that figured out because they've got their fab budget stuff, which is super annoying in head-to-head. But at least you can drop someone day of and pull someone out of IL. Get out of those leagues. I'll talk about settings. We'll, we'll deal with settings as we get closer to next year. I got to pare down the number of leagues I'm in because it's too many things where, yeah, spread too thin. Uh, so again, the point of all of this is, in fact, I might even recommend hanging on to your z whatever it is, singular, plural, I don't know how many you have left, one left, two left, something like that over the weekend. I would probably recommend hanging on to it until Sunday because for one, There are nine games on Sunday, so you got 18 teams to pick a streamer from. And two, you'll better know what your team needs on Sunday than you will on Saturday. I know Saturday is a pretty short card. Only four uh, games on Saturday, so only eight teams play, which means that the complexion of your week probably won't change a ton. But we don't know that for sure. Because Milwaukee plays on Saturday. They've got some very big names on that team that could, again, kind of change the complexion of the week. Any day can change your week quite a lot. That's the real key here. Any day can have a massive impact. Like, what if we get to Saturday and Giannis gets ruled out late and your opponent has Chris Middleton? Or what if your opponent had Giannis? Or what if you have Giannis? And you were counting on... You know, that big boatload of points and rebounds and field goal percent. You're already losing. Like, what if field goal percent was close? And you're like, well, Giannis is going to give me field goal percent. And then he doesn't. And you used your move on Saturday to shore up, I don't know, steals and assists. And then you realize something that you were counting on just went away. Just plum vanished. What if that happens? This is why I recommend whatever you have left on your week... Save it for Sunday. Save it for Sunday. The streaming options on Saturday aren't that great. Like, how many what guys are there on those eight teams on Saturday that you're looking at and you're like, I can't live without this guy. I cannot. I absolutely positively must stream Danny Avdia? Mason Plumley? Isaac Okoro? No. The streaming options on Sunday are better. Also, as it pertains to long streaming, forget even, to me, the most important part of this is if your season is continuing, even if it isn't, got to win this week. That's the main thing here. As much as we love long streaming, winning this week is the thing you got to do. The beauty of next week is that a lot of teams have chunked up games, meaning... Games that are squished together in a delightful game chunk. It's like a flavor of cookie or ice cream. Game chunk. You can make moves on Sunday that are actually super useful for seven, eight, nine days. That actually, you know, it all fits better. Let's just take a few examples of this. First of all, again, to me, the most important thing is that on Sunday, you're actually going to know what your team needs. You shouldn't make too many plans for Sunday, by the way, because uh, there are games all throughout the day. There's a couple of games right around lunchtime. Uh, There are three games in the very early evening. Then there's four games in the later evening. No, that's not—I mean, three games actually kind of in the super late afternoon if you're here on the Pacific Coast. And then you got four games that are kind of more early evening. Let's make sure I get my, my time changes right when I'm talking about it. So, I mean, there are games that they at like three different clumps throughout the day. If you're really close in something and the early games tip it in a particular direction, you could dramatically swing what you're looking to do in the later part of the card. I know Portland and Indiana, the first game of the day on Sunday, probably is going to have the best streaming options of anybody on the board because Portland's got all these weird names. Indiana's going to be without Isaiah Jackson, so that shifts more guys into the spotlight. Memphis, it sounds like John Morant, he will probably be back by Sunday, so then that moves some things around with the Grizzlies. Then you've got those middle games. Thunder, is that a team that's going to have some streaming options? Will Sacramento have something? they got a two-game week next week, so no. What about the late games? Not, um, not a ton there. Spurs, maybe. Like Lonnie Walker, if you need some points. Josh Richardson, if you need a couple threes. Warriors, probably not much, even with Steph out for the rest of the regular season. So yeah, the streaming options are probably better earlier on Sunday. But still, you're going to want to be moving bodies around that day. But forget even for a minute that the most important reason To use your move on Sunday, which, again, is you will know what stat you need to target Sunday better than you would know what stat you'd need to target on Sunday on Saturday. Pretty simple thing. That's like, hey, how hungry are you going to be at 7.15? If somebody asked you that at 2, you'd be like, I don't know, pretty hungry. And if somebody asked you that at 7.14, you'd be like, I know exactly how hungry I'm going to be in one minute. It's always better to use your moves as late as humanly possible if you can, you know, with the exception, of course, this week being Tuesday where you had to switch off of the overload stuff. Forget all of that for a minute. If you had just looked at the schedule and you didn't even know what day of the week March 20th was, let's say you didn't have a calendar. All you knew was that the days were counting. And someone said, what about this day? this is still the best day to use moves for a long stream. And this is why I really like next week for the playoffs a lot in a a special way where I completely hated this week. This week was like everything that sucks about the fantasy playoffs. You've got mismatched schedules. You've got injuries. There'll be injuries next week as well. And there's no great way to make up for it. It's too late because nobody goes back-to-back over the weekend. Everybody plays tonight, Friday. Everybody played Wednesday. And the teams you got to pick from on the non-high-traffic days, there were only two that were really good. Brooklyn, or uh, Detroit and Orlando. Ugh. This week was, was clunky. But again, let's pretend you don't have a calendar. You don't know days of the week. All you know is that someone's like, hey, look at the schedule on March 20th and tell me what you think. You'd be like, oh, this is a good day for streaming. Because look what you can do on Sunday. You need three games in four nights? Great. Atlanta, Boston, Golden State, Houston. I mean, it's going to go on like this, so settle in. New York, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Philadelphia, Portland, Utah. All of those teams have three games and four nights. Oh, you wanted to stream longer than that? Fine. Great. Portland has five games and seven nights starting on Sunday. Houston has five games and seven nights starting on Sunday. You got two choices on Sunday of in my estimation, the best long-streaming option available. Because teams don't really go four games in five nights anymore unless you got a COVID makeup game like Denver had one earlier this year. I think they might have even been the only one. Maybe there was two. Very very rarely. But five games in seven pops up every once in a while. It's a five-game week. It's just a week that starts on Sunday and ends on Saturday instead of Monday through Sunday. So your best streaming options on Sunday are those two teams I just mentioned. Houston, should you feel inclined to sort of go the way of the Garrison Matthews or Dennis Schroeder or some backup, even Alperin Schengen, if you think that maybe Christian Wood gets a game or two off in there. I'm pretty sure Eric Gordon will get some games off in there. Or Portland, who, I mean, they got streamers coming out the wazoo. Trenton Watford's probably been picked up, but Brandon Williams would be streamable. He hasn't been good but five games and seven nights would get it done. Drew Eubanks, five and seven would be worthwhile there. Chris Dunn, if he actually is going to play in the back-to-backs, that would be a really interesting five-game and seven-night stream. Oh, you don't want to go that far? You don't want to have that kind of flexibility? Well, great, because there are a bunch of teams we talked about that have three games and four nights that also are part of a Sunday-Monday back-to-back that gives you the flexibility to abandon ship on Tuesday if you wanted to. Utah goes Sunday-Monday in addition to Portland and Houston, who has to to make it a five-game-and-seven night. Philly goes Sunday-Monday. Oklahoma City goes Sunday-Monday. Boston goes Sunday-Monday. So you could go with those teams on Sunday, and if you really didn't like what you were getting out of your streamer, you could move on on Tuesday of next week. Oh, right. Starting on Tuesday of next week, the Warriors go five games-and-seven nights. This thing sets up any number of hundreds of ways that you can long stream starting on Sunday of this week, and it's just glorious. It's all over the board. The options are plentiful. Atlanta, their three games and four nights actually is sort of a bookend because they have the back-to-back on Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, and then they play Friday, and they're off for a couple of days, but you can go three and four there. Chicago goes four games in six nights to start the week. You wouldn't want to go to them on Sunday, but that's actually part of a six-game-in-nine-day stretch for the Chicago Bulls that rolls all the way through Tuesday of the following week. Talked about the Warriors already. The Rockets in there five and seven. There are just a ton of things you can do. The Knicks actually go five and seven starting on Tuesday too. Apologies. The Warriors aren't the only team. The New York Knicks have five games and seven nights starting on Tuesday. I apologize. I missed that one on my first pass when I was writing this stuff down. I just caught it. There are back-to-backs. Someone's playing a back-to-back almost every single stretch of two days. Chicago is back-to-back Monday and Tuesday of next week. If you ended up making a move first thing, we already talked about the, the Knicks and the Dubs. Go Tuesday, Wednesday. Orlando actually goes Tuesday, Wednesday also. Atlanta goes Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, you prefer to have a back-to-back on Wednesday, Thursday? Great. Indiana. Memphis have back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. So does Phoenix. Thursday, Friday. The Wizards back-to-back Thursday, Friday. I think they're actually the only one, so maybe that's a little bit softer there. Houston and... uh, was the other one that had the five and seven. I already forgot. Then, then, uh, Not the Knicks. Who am I forgetting? Portland. Sorry. Portland. They have the Friday-Saturday back-to-back. They're not alone. Miami actually has a Friday-Saturday back-to-back. All week long, you've got back-to-backs all week longs, You've got threes and fours. Three and fours, you have a, a multiple fives and sevens to pick from, either starting on Sunday or Tuesday of next week. It's a treasure trove friends of long streaming options rolling from Sunday of this week, basically through the rest of your playoffs. If you wanted to go that far, whatever distance your team needs to travel the rest of the way, you can just sort of extrapolate it. That Washington, by the way, that Washington Thursday, Friday, back to back next week, that's actually start of a five and seven for the wizards that runs from the 24th through the 30th of March. It's everywhere. So the lesson here is there are so many options You're in such good shape. But you still have to get through this week. So, we come circling all the way back around to the main point. The lone main point of this long streamer guide. Sunday. Use your move or moves. Don't leave anything on the table. On Sunday, use them all up. On Sunday... Go for teams probably with a Sunday-Monday back-to-back so you can front-load your next week. Which, by the way, I suppose it's worth pointing out, Monday of next week is a nine-game or two, so you might be looking at an overload, but also probably not. Wednesday of next week is an 11-gamer, so there's a possibility you might run into an overload on Wednesday, but then nothing else is more than eight. Monday's 9, Wednesday's 11. Everything else is much more evenly spread. So, you know, next week is, that's our favorite. When teams are playing every other day or more often and you just get like a nice chunk of games every single day on the board. Use your move on Sunday. And if at all possible, use it on a team that goes back-to-back Sunday, Monday, that also plays again on Wednesday. Because then you can look. Look if you're overloaded. If you are overloaded on Wednesday, with the pickup you just made, you could abandon ship with them on Tuesday, and switch over to one of those other teams we mentioned because they still some of those that that Tuesday Wednesday back to back stuff. You know you'll you'll remain overloaded there, but if somebody gets hurt on your team and you need a last second sub, the overload thing is interesting because it's almost like it's actually kind of a good idea to have an eleventh player going because you know someone on your team is going to sit. That one always does. You don't have to switch off. I guess what I'm saying is you you don't have to switch off of them. If you have 11 guys on a 10-startable on a card, someone's probably going to sit, and then you can flop them in anyway. But, like, if you're overloaded on Wednesday, you actually have other options there, too. You know, let's say you picked up... Who's uh, an interesting example of this we can use? The Pelicans. They go Sunday, Monday. They don't play again until Thursday after that. But it might be the same for your team as if you had picked up Someone that goes Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. Maybe that was an overload day. So that one's kind of a wash. So basically what I'm saying is it doesn't wipe out a team that has two days off in between. I still prefer it the other way. The teams that go Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. That's just easier on the soul. Because then, you know, if you are overloaded again, you might be able to slot in a guy if someone gets hurt. It's just it allows you the flexibility. Portland, as we talked about already... With their back-to-back Friday, Saturday, that's a wonderful place to be because then you can make moves on Sunday of next week. The best time to make moves when you know what stats you need. Houston, same thing. And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if you look at Sunday of next week, there's actually a handful of teams that go Sunday, Monday, the 27th, and 28th. If your league goes that far, it might. I don't know. And most of those teams actually go Sunday, Monday, Wednesday of that following week also. I don't think anybody is a 5-7 and starting on Sunday of next week, but there are plenty of 3-4s, and so you'd be making probably some moves on Thursday of the week of March 28th. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves now. This is a long, drawn-out discussion to come all the way back to the one main focal point, which is whatever moves you have left, unless you somehow are not overloaded tonight, Friday because if you're not overloaded tonight, yeah, use a move so you can get two games out of that. Someone who plays today tomorrow or today Sunday. If you are overloaded today, Friday, save all your moves until Sunday. Because the streams are really good starting on Sunday. You've got the 5s and 7s and you will know what stats you need to try to stay alive in your fantasy playoffs. Monday we'll have reverse chronological lightning round here on the podcast. You guys know how that goes. I hope you will continue to listen. Remember, we go all off-season long. Also, I know some of you might get eliminated this weekend. That sucks, but please do continue to listen. We're going to be talking basketball. uh, Or you know what? Maybe you take a break while we're still doing the streaming stuff. This is why I want all of you guys to have one Roto League so you can hang out with me until the very end of the regular season, and then we start to talk about how to prep for the next season. There's no break. If you get eliminated in a head-to-head league this weekend, you're not going to want to hear from me for a while. That's not fun. Next season, I want everybody that listens to this podcast to do one Roto League. I don't care if it's free, 10 bucks, 25 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is that gets you interested enough to pay attention. One Roto League next year. Do it for Dano. I promise you will like it. You will like the fact that when you work hard and you do all these things we've talked about all season long, your season doesn't get obliterated by Donovan Mitchell missing a game with a sore calf in a fantasy playoffs. You're going to, I'm not going to promise you're going to love it, but I am going to promise you're going to think, wow, this is a really fair way to play fantasy sports. Please drop a five-star review on the podcast if you haven't already. If you already have, please get a family member to do it. It means everything to me, and I will ask you once a day from now until probably the end of the regular season. Want to get to 775? Come on, help me get to 770. Oh, we got there. (laughs) <laughs> I just checked in. 778. Okay, well, I gotta set a different goal then, I guess. <laughs> Thanks all. Appreciate you guys. Let's see if we can get to 780. I don't know. Love you guys, man. Thanks for dropping those few uh this week so far. You're the best. We'll set a new goal. I mean, again, every single one of these is so big for us as we head towards next year. It allows people to find the podcast quickly and easily. Uh, And it allows us to grow, continue to keep adding things here at Sports Ethos as well. Again, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys have written some very nice things, uh, and I love you for it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good luck. Keep your teams alive. Make your moves on Sunday. We will talk to you guys on Monday, where, again, we will do some Roto check-ins. You know, there's still stuff going on over there. Make your runs, man, and don't leave any games on the table. There's your Roto advice for the weekend. Make sure you hit your games cap. It's not easy this year. All right, I'm Dan Vespers at Dan Vespers on Twitter. Talk to you guys on Monday. So long, everybody.